Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk. Six <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> what? We need dice for this game? Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, May 3rd, and this is episode 110 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week, or five minutes ago, uh, you may have heard a story that I'm going to let Tinsian tell because he tells it better than I do. And yeah, Dungeon Master, here I go. The short version, since we need the short version for tonight, uh, Thorn has absorbed a cloud of entropic energy into the Rod of Orca City is holding. Sabre and Xanatari are heading towards Thorn, not knowing quite what is going on, and Cesar has found himself back in the seven-pillared hall, uh, which has been remarkably redecorated and uh, changed. Fabulous. (laughs) It is indeed. LED screens and Stained glass. I just love what they've done with the color palette. O-M-G. Just to be um, expeditious for uh, tonight, keep the same order as I did in the last episode. Thorn. Yes. You've pretty much absorbed the mass of energy. See? Into the rod. Uh, What would you like to do? Alright, so I have... I think at this point in time, um, is there anything that's remaining that's his of necrotic no. substance? So all the deadly, deadly magical energy has dissipated, or I, I should say, has been absorbed? Yes. Do I notice anything else out of ordinary ordinary that shouldn't be there? Um, Oreo continuing to scour various bits and parts of the cavern. No, that's... Um. That's kind of normal now, so we kind of expect that. Um, I guess uh, I would like to try and, I don't know, analyze the rod. I mean, I, I, I doubt that my changing of um, alliance 
well, not alliance, uh, alignment, I should say, um, has removed my, my, my knowledge of the Rod of Orcus. So I would like to probably perform my weakest skill and perform an Arcana on the Rod. No, I would like to perform a Arcana on the Rod. <laughs> no, no, wait. How about you do an Arcana on the Rod? Good thinking. I'm going to take Genesis' advice and perform an Arcana on the rod. Uh, I got a 13, which is not high enough for me to determine anything. <laughs> the only thing that you are able to determine is that um, whatever is contained within is not of a flavor of magic that you have encountered before. No flavor. <laughs> It has a flavor. Okay, so I don't I don't particularly recognize this flavor of Cracker Jack. Um, I've ever, actually never had a Cracker Jack, but here's what here's the here's the dealio, right? Um, I'm still confounded as to how Rod came to my possession. Um, so I would like to work out whether. I summoned this thing, or whether it was gifted to me by Orcus. Um, is there any way that I can determine that this is the actual Rod of Orcus, or just some other magical knockoff? At this point in time, it's probably not able to determine if it's it's the true authentic one. You have to try all but, the rods to really know. But if it is so... It's much of kind of like a... Um, anathema to your alignment presently, that um uh Thorn? Yes. Since, since it feels kind of like really against your alignment, um you think that you probably summoned it versus giving it. It's, it, it's not ringing well with you. Okay. Um, I guess in this case, uh, I'm going to try and direct my thoughts to dismissing it then. Um, and, and seeing whether I'm allowed to change back to my other form. Okay. Um, it starts to collapse and uh, flow up your arm, as it did uh, before when you summoned it. However, um, you can sort of feel an icier chill gripping every sort of uh, nerve in your arm as, as this happens. It's quite painful. Um, okay, so I probably wince in pain, but, um, I guess once it's finished, flex my fingers and attempt to shift back into my soul the wolf form. Okay. Um, you take nine points of damage. Alright, yeah. And you continue to hear, um, the drum beats... Is it coming from any particular direction, the drum beats, or is it uh, just like all around me at this point in time? It's all around you. It's sort of the knowledge that the horde could strike, you know, an orc horde could come from any direction and strike at any point, and it would be so powerful when it does. Whatever is going to crest that hill could wipe out anything. But you now have that, that is sort of, I guess, an untold secret is how it comes across to you. Okay. 
Because you've, you've never seen a horde wipe out anything. Okay, so at this point in time, I'm, I can assume that I'm, I'm hearing this all in my head. It's not something that's out. Right. Okay. It, um, Sanitari and Sabre don't appear to be running for the hills um, like they're hearing it. Okay, no worries. Ready. Okay? Yep. Sanitari. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I assume I'm close enough to see all this. Um, you are close enough to, as you're coming into the light, he is just finishing his shift. Okay, but I see the rod disappear and become part of his arm. You see that whatever he is holding has vanished. Ah, okay. Hmm. I would like to roll an insight, because I want to see if he's acting suspicious. Like, I assume he sees us as well coming toward him, and I want to read his body language. Okay. His furry language, whatever. (laughs) Natural 20, and then plus my 21 insight. Snap. I can read your mind, which I should be able to anyway. Well, never had to roll, never had to act out a natural 20 before for an insight. I guess, um, Thorn, go ahead and give her all of the insight business that you could possibly, um, do for a 20. Okay, um... So I guess for insight, you'd probably see that um, I'm I'm clutching at my arm in pain. Um, though uh, there's been no real battle that's that's occurred, so you wouldn't quite understand why I'm, I'm clutching at my arm in pain. Um, and I'd sort of be um, sort of flexing my fingers, or in this case, talon. Um, to, to restore feeling back into into my arm, um, I'd probably look very confused as to what happened, um, or as to how I, uh, you know, as to to what what might have just happened to me. Um, I would also probably uh, seem very uneasy um, looking around, trying to determine the so- a, a source of sound that isn't there. So, um, not really acting in a particularly, uh, shifty, elusive manner, just sort of kind of confused is, is probably the best way to, to determine it. You know, that overwhelmed is, is probably the ideal word. You know, everything has kind of happened at once. So I'm not too sure, uh, where everything is, is, Currently, I'm, I'm hearing things. I'm clutching up my arm. Uh, I feel pretty unsteady in regards to, uh, you know, my location and what's around me. So I could potentially jump or be startled quite easily at this point. For a 20, would uh, any of the affection you have for Xanatari show through? I don't think so. Um, at this point in time, it's, it, there's, there's less, uh, less concern about what's going on, uh, mentally, um, sort of just everything that sort of happened 
within the past you know, couple of seconds or five minutes, um, going from a state of you know having chosen good to you know suddenly having this uh, anathema of 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 my alignment in my hand and then disappearing again and and then hearing the war drums i'm sort of very very confused as to like where i stand so i don't know whether i'm actually still um chaotically aligned or whether uh you know, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure of what what the situation is, or um, what I'm what I'm hearing and, and what I'm seeing, and the feeling that I have in my arm, and and you know the the feeling of the necrotic energy that's just been absorbed. Um, assuming that you know the rod has sort of become part of me again, I would have the feeling of what the rod has absorbed. Um, so. I guess in this case, I'd probably be confused, feeling chilled. Uh, I'd be looking around anxiously. I, I, I wouldn't be of all my senses. Um, okay. Would there be would there be anything of um, illustrate around you? Or probably your... probably not. I I don't think I I recognize illustrate as my goddess. I think I'm loosely aligned is, is probably the way that I would look at it. Uh, yes, I'm good, and, and I guess I have kind of joined Illustrate, but I, I don't quite recognize it quite yet. I'm, I'm more... Um, I'm more aligned to the natural aspect, the whole forest and, um, and, and nature scenario oh. more so. I love you. No, no, we're just friends. No, no, we're kind of <laughs> close. No, well, you know, we're we're together, but we're not together. And you know, would you have any sort of glance at the bag that Xanatari has that you that you uh, reverse pickpocketed the um, gift? Um, probably. I think it would cross my mind. Okay. So it would be something that I, I glance at um, to to sort of remind myself of, of who I am. Okay. Good enough for a 20 there, Xanatar? Ah, uh, yes. At this point, noticing all these things that he's just mentioned, and under the pretense of checking him out uh, as a healer, I would stride quickly over to his side and take his arm in my hand, and kind of peer at it closer. Um, while I'm doing that, I would be looking out of the corner of my eye, trying to determine if there's anything strange about it, you know, not just medically, but um, I've seen the cloud disappear and trying to sort of assess if there's some sort of magical something happening because I'm suspicious of his lust for for artifacts, which we've sort of seen come out in the chest, um, wanting the, the artifact in the chest originally. So I guess I'm suspicious of anything of power and his uh, trying to acquire it. So I would be looking at his arm. Would I say anything? Um, first off, Oreo above has uh, slackened in terms of blasting things. Hmm. There's now less things to blast. But you realize that um, it's sort of hovering in now in a lower orbit, and 
occasionally fires a blast over Thorn's head. Like as though it's like a warning shot blast, or it's trying to hit something that's behind him? Yeah. Results unknown. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 seems, it, it seems to be just kind of like a, you know, kind of a pulse every once in a while, but it's more just kind of directed over um, Thorn. Um, as you're looking at the arm, the arm looks, for the most part, normal. You do realize that he has had some sort of injury, but as you're looking at it, um, over the fur, a silver glowing handprint, as if um, you had taken um, his arm in your hand, mm-hmm. appears and starts to um, appear over the fur so it's visible. It's Roswell. I'm secretly an alien. (laughs) Okay. Um, wow. Interesting. So I guess it, you're saying it aligns with where I touched him. Like with something happening with his arm that the handprints leave marks. Well, it's, it's either where you've touched him or there's something else at play. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it looks similar to the mark that is on um, Sabre's shoulder. Mm-hmm. But the mark on Sabre's shoulder, I totally did not notice that. Yes, in, in the last episode. From when the behind him thing appeared? Yes. Ah, yes. okay, I didn't notice, left a mark. Okay. Yes, I, I briefly mentioned it in the last episode, but I didn't make it, like, super clear, so. Um. <laughs> the chat the chat says, show me, show me the doll where she touched you. <laughs> In okay. this case, though, unlike the one that um, uh, Sabre has on his shoulder, this one matches your hand- handprint size. Okay. Is his giant like a god-sized handprint? His his is a different... His wouldn't match any of the hands. Um, okay. The giant naked lady touched him on the shoulder and a unique handprint appeared. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm sure if I was touched by a giant naked lady, it would be more than just my arm. <laughs> well, in this case, it matches my handprint. So, okay. Yeah. I guess so, in the good. same way that if there's a mood ring or some sort of, like, one of those drawing pads, I'm going to touch his arm elsewhere just to see if it leaves silver mark. I'm going to just do that, like, all over his arm. <laughs> I am not an etch-a-sketch. Shaky. <laughs> You actually seem to be um, leaving smudges <laughs> that, uh, if they were multi-dimensional, I'm sorry, not, not multi-dimensional, but if they were 3D, mm-hmm. would look like storm clouds, but they just kind of look like storm stickers, but just the blob shape. Cool. Um, so the last thing we need is to give us stickers. <laughs> I just destroyed a race and I get stickers. It's it's but, the equivalent of giving a five year old stickers and then like letting them loose in a room full of cats. But the cats are going to get stickers. Okay, I was like, what? There's, now I get it. There's the handprint, and then um, towards his wrist, and then towards um, his elbow. Where you touch, there are two um, smudges that look like storm clouds that are then 
connected with sort of a uh, looks like your classic lightning bolt line <laughs> of blue to the handprint. And you feel that there is some sort of warding effect that is going on. Warding effect. Can you clarify that? You're sealing... It feels like something is being sealed. Something good or something bad? Normally, when you try to seal it away... It's bad. It's okay. Uh, hmm. uh, you, you do know that this is the arm that he had stuck into the portal... In the past, it was always kind of results. Okay. Stuff were kind of odd, but you realize that your deity is channeling through you to okay. apply um, at least the thunderbolts and the thunderclouds. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask him. You know, I'm going to tell him. Like he's obviously going to see this. It's not a surprise. Right. I'm going to look down and, uh, you know, gesture with my free hand at the images appearing on his arm and say, you know, kind of in a eh, sarcastic way, do you want to tell me what happened here? Uh, sure. I touched a thing and the thing happened and, and... What's that over there? Oh my god, is that some sort of imp? <gasps> Runs. I'm not going to be distracted by the supposed imp. I'm going um, to push you for an answer. I am going to... I am going to tell the truth. Whoa. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the podcast. Very yes. well. <laughs> um, Divide by zero. Oh shit. <laughs> I am going to say that uh, as I reached for the uh, portal with my hand, well, I'll actually tell the story as is. So I'll, I'll turn to to Zanatari and I'll and I'll say, um, while I was shifted, um, as I approached the rift, my hand or my arm. Uh, changed to normal form while the rest of me was still uh, in my wolf soul of the wolf form uh, in my hybrid form and as I got closer I changed wholly to my, my normal form and the color leached out of my arm and the next thing I knew I was holding a, a rod in my hand um, and I was compelled to continue forward, um, upon the exploding of whatever that thing was, and, uh, the next thing I knew, uh, the, the big green cloud was changing colour and, uh, being absorbed by the rod, and... A thought occurred to me that if the rod was summoned, then it could also be unsummoned. So I directed my thoughts to unsummoning the rod, which returned to my arm, and uh, 
I was allowed to shift back to my hybrid form. Uh, however, upon doing so, I felt a great deal of pain in my arm, and uh, the rod is gone. Hmm, okay. I guess I would look more closely at his arm and use my holy cleansing minor action, burst five. Um, he's within the burst, so he would... I would gather healing energy into myself and then drive it into him. It would cure diseases and other ills, and because she doesn't know what this is, she's going to assume again that it's bad and see if this is going to be helpful. It'll allow him to make a savings throw with plus five power bonus against each effect on him in case he does have an effect. Um, and if he suffers from a disease, he can use a healing surge to remove it. Or petrifying effect. So I don't know. This is as close as I can get to exorcism. Okay. Um, your magic goes off, and Daniel, you technically, technically, you have none of those effects, but we'll do. We'll allow the uh, the chilling component that you're experiencing to fade away and for you to take a healing surge to get the hit points back from um, the cold damage. Mm -hmm. Your hand is now pretty much back, and arm is pretty much back to normal in terms of feeling, but there's kind of a, a dull, aching chill to it behind the scenes. Okay. It's not up quite in your face, but... Um, I'm going to leave out the part about the war drums because that uh, that I can't quite understand and I don't think I want to make her think I'm more crazy. Okay. Out of character information, um, when you say war drums, are you trying to say like the entire horde is somehow in his body like trying to get through the portal? I'm not sure what you're going with that. What I'm going with that is... is um, the energy that he has with him right now is sort of the, the driving force of the Orc hordes. Orcus is all about death, but he's still in his heart an Orc. Um, the power, the destructive capability, just the quintessential cultural who and what they are is this massive roving destruction. So they are not trying to come through the portal. What he is hearing is sort of the heartbeats, I guess, of an orc nation. Ah, uh, okay. If, if they if if they were going to war, they would be banging on things. It, it's sort of uh, in in the Lord of the Rings movies and stuff. Just that massive massive army heading up and stuff kind of deal. Does that make a little more sense? Okay, yes. I just wondered if there was an eminent army about to erupt from his hand. No. No, it's more just a... He's hearing things that's... At this point, but that's a good idea. Thank you. I will scribble that note down. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, Sabre. Um... She will listen to, kind of watch what Xanatari and the interaction between Xanatari and Thorn and 
but she keeps like scanning the the cavern just looking around but her vision always goes back to where that crescent moon symbol was Mm-hmm. But when he talks about the rod, she'll look back down and say, "But what kind, What was the rod for? What was it?" Um, I'll shake my head and respond uh, again, slightly confused um, that I don't know what it was. Make an insight check to see if he's BSing me or not. Okay. Uh, that would be a 28. Thorn? Oh, oh, you want me to respond? <laughs> um, I would... You, 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 haven't, you haven't told him that you're an artifact hunter, or anybody, I, I believe. No, nobody knows that I'm an nope, artifact hunter. she has hunter. no clue. Um, though I'm an artifact hunter, um, I can't, I have no innate ability to detect magic at all so I I I would appear truthful in this I wouldn't be able to tell you whether it was um, the rod of Orcus or not I just know it was a rod but you you do you would at least agree that you were playing with something bigger than you knew what to do with yes um, and I guess that would come across in like the uh, like kind of like the awkward shift in stance but it's not something that I would openly admit uh no you you don't seem to be getting too much uh too much BS okay but um you do you do see the uh handprint and other stuff form on his arm okay well she's still pretty confused at this point trying to just sort it everything out it's like nothing makes any sense at this point and like I said she's watching them but keeping an eye on the cavern and. It's just like her vision keeps getting drawn back to that crescent moon symbol, and it's almost she's almost fidgety, like she wants to go back there, but she's trying to keep an eye on them and trying to learn as much as she can. Okay. And any reaction to the energy field that was there... Anything that you want to share with the two others regarding the destruction of the temple? How you're feeling? Any of any of that? No, not right now. She wouldn't really know really what to say or be at a comfortable position to really tell them anything. But she's clearly agitated. She's just repressing it all, and it's all going to come out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yep. Telling you, three hundred dollar an hour site. Why won't you love me? <laughs> All I want is your love. Love me. There's gonna be some sort of chocolate shop that will get plunged as soon as she gets to the surface. Yeah. Um. Anything that you want to try to phone home to, as far as the council? No, uh, they're probably like the furthest thing from her mind at the moment. Okay. Okay. Anything else from the group down below? No, other than the fact that I'd probably be continually glancing around trying to find the source of this, uh, this, this sound of, of war drums. But, you know, other than that, you know, I'd be more or less myself, you know, barring slight neurosis. Okay. You find that you can control to a degree the volume of the drums, but 
it sounds like the your heartbeat in your head is now more of these drums than if you ever did pay attention to your own heartbeat. Like okay. you had your in or something. Um, okay. You can turn it way down, but it's still there. It's still if you can focus on it or not. Okay. All right. Uh, Cesar. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. You are topside. I am. I'm doing the very exciting task of walking down the aisle. Okay. Uh, are you walking towards the window or away from the window? Towards. Okay. Every as um, Cesar, as you go yes. walking down the aisle, every single member of uh, these armored forms stands a little more at attention, and you realize that you are being given uh, honors as you pass. Each individual um, is willing to stand and protect you as you within as you are within their eyesight. Cesar has a an idea um, that he kind of remembers from you know two weeks, two years, six millennia ago, whenever it was when they were in the room with the loom, mm-hmm. or not not the room with the loom. Excuse me, the the room with the the vizier. Yep. And how it was all sort of a projection. Mm-hmm. And he wants to do... Uh, I'd like to do an Arcana check to see if it, it this seems to be something like that. Or if it is, in fact, a shift in, in the room and everything. Okay, go ahead. Okay, dice rolling. <laughs> 31. There is something being concealed. Okay. That is modified. This 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 is a heavy modification to the city, but you feel that what is happening right now in the image that is being presented is far far more real and authentic to what should be there than what you were seeing um, when you dealt with the vizier. So keep going. I want to get closer to the what seems to be the focal point of the the huge room now, or area, arena, field, <laughs> pew, pew land. That cor- yeah. Corridor without walls. <laughs> um, as you are walking along, you eventually start to reach patches of ground where light from the stained glass window reaches and projects these rich hues of color mm-hmm. um, into different patches, and you can step into them and you don't feel any effects happening, but it does lend a certain, I guess, quality to the room. Just aesthetically. Aesthetically. Huh. Nothing, nothing goes beeping or booping in terms of <laughs> sensors you may have around. My legs don't melt off. You know, nope. Violet light. But. That's good. I'm trying to think back. I believe you were tagged as what, judge? Yes. I okay. wrote it down, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and my computer is not letting me switch. up. Oh, there it is. Judge. The judge. Very good. And by the way, Sabre, um, it is going to be How Now, Brown Drow. Oh, uh, I hate you. Why? <laughs> Perfectly acceptable title. Where's the Brown Drow? This, this is why they're persecuted. 
because they're brown drow? I thought they were black with white hair. Yeah. Right. Occasionally one goes off, gets a little sunburn. This particular drow runs a convenience store in... Oh, wow. Uh -oh. <laughs> Boom, that was... I can't wait to see the responses to that. Wow. Wow, that's an awkward mayorship on uh, Foursquare right there. Please send all complaints and... This is not uh, the official opinion of Death D4 Dishonor. If you should have, if you should have issues with the contents herein, please see your provider. The opinions of the players are their own. <laughs> not reflective of the Grey Area Podcast or affiliates. Send yeah. all complaints to Mithrin at Death D4. Yes! <laughs> Oh, wow. Cesar, as you get close to uh, the window, you realize that there is a tall mm, kind of platform. Okay. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to best describe it. If you think back to um, the movie that has Ebenezer Scrooge in it. That's a lot of them, but A Christmas Carol is usually a what Christmas they're called. Carol, thank you. His it, could be, it could be Scrooged with Bill Murray. Is it that one? Mr. Magoo's A Christmas Carol? I, I think you need to mute. Hold on. Let's describe the platform as not having a base nor sides. <laughs> Are you drooling on yourself? <laughs> I just had to spit my coffee back into the mug because I almost choked to death. Oh yes. my god, you killed Genesee. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> You are standing in a basement that is above ground. Remember, there yes. are two exits at the front of the plane, three over the wing, and two in the back. But it doesn't actually fly. <laughs> there is a tall podium slash desk that is reminiscent to, um, I guess, something that you would see in either the Christmas Carol or an old Bugs Bunny cartoon where there's something I think to I know. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I picture, I think it's in at least some versions of Alice in Wonderland. Yes. With the Queen of Hearts and uh, yes. all that. Yeah. Yes. And this, this, would put, this would put whoever was sitting at it at about uh, 20 feet off the ground. Wow. It, does it, is it in proportion or is it sort of kind of a caricature often portrayed in, you know, cartoons and stuff like that. No, this would be inaccurate. Okay, it's just really big. Yes, and there appears to be other trappings of what could be uh, considered normal in a courtroom, such as a jury box and um, stuff. Okay. The pews lead up to a short kind of gated fence, again, much like what you would see in a courtroom. Mm -hmm. sitting, still chained to um, the chair before this podium thing, is the vizier. In his and true true form? At this at this point in time, uh, yes. And sorry, where, in, in terms of, you know, since we're pretty clear on this is some sort of courtroom situation, what, what, what position is he sitting in? He is sitting um, where the defense would be sitting. Like behind the the table there. Yeah, but in this in this is kind of there's not a table there. Okay. He's just kind of. But he's sitting, off. kind of fa facing 
facing the window. Yep, still chained up. Mm -hmm. And he looks in your direction. Um, do you cross over in cross through the gate into? Sure. There? He looks again, um, and then stares at you for a moment before nodding. Uh, I guess with as much kindness and politeness as could be mustered. And you hear greetings, Judge. Did we, um, just uh, out of character, did we learn this guy's name? Uh, no. Uh, alright, so. Um. You ask him for that? I don't know, we'll see. Okay. Um, uh, hello. Uh, I, I suppose, n nice to see you again. You call me Judge. What's, what's that about? It is the purpose that you are here to serve. Right. Someone else who knows more than me and won't tell me more. Um, I had a, a god person tell me that down below. Now you're telling me here. Have you, uh, are you in cahoots with this individual? I have done much, and I have finally sought my greatest reward. And you all, and he sort of looks around for, as far as he can see, while chained, he can't really look much over his shoulder, Says wherever the rest of you are. I've been called and pressed into service at my trial. Don't like those terms very much, uh, but yes, they're, uh, they're still down below. I, I guess I made a little bit of an early exit, uh, sort of cut my losses. Uh, so, uh, your trial, eh? Mm-hmm. Indeed. This is, this is quite a elaborate setup for for just one individual. There's there's much to account for. And he actually seems extremely pleased, like he wants to be here. Well, uh I'm guessing you're not gonna answer this, but what what's so special about you? I have destroyed civilizations. I have done many, many, many things. And he kind of trails off for a moment as he realizes he's not on the stands at the moment, but kind of is, I don't know, it, it's, he's giving the feeling that what you're seeing here is um, very much a, a shadow of a former self. Right, uh, have I destroyed civilizations, eh? Have mm. I, have I, do you think I've heard of you before? Sounds pretty major. There will be magics to make certain that you do, but I'm somewhat under the belief that you would know who I am already. All right, well, uh, let's find out. Who are you? <laughs> I'm known by many names, but for the quick sense before this trial begins, Tharzadun. Everyone turns to Wikipedia. And um, if you want Cesar to make... pulls it out his phone. I know who he is. If you want to make any sort of check, um, you can do this, Cesar. Sure. To uh, find out. But the, the, the name would be known to you, pretty much. But go ahead and roll, if you if you wish. Um, I don't know if it'd be more under history or religion. I can roll either, whichever. Whatever, whatever the strong, whatever strong one you want to... Mm, we'll, we'll try. Just history. Destroying civilization sounds pretty historic. That's uh, a good roll. 33. 
Tharza Dune is known throughout history as the Chained God, the Dark God, the Ender, He of Eternal Darkness, the Ebon God, the Black Sun, the Patient One, He Who Waits, the Anathema, the Father of Elder Evils, the Author of Wickedness, the Eater of Worlds, the Despised, the Undoer, and the Chained God. Says there's uh, furry gray eyebrows raise in surprise. Uh, oh! <laughs> Zenatari? Hello! Hello! Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com or signalsmedia.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to signalsmedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? Groundhog <laughs> Day. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Back in 1962, <laughs> I developed Crackerjack. <laughs> and I developed these during the War of the Horses. When I was young, we had many rods, and they all had a different flavor. This one used to be tasting like peanut butter, which was a rarity in those days, because you had to hunt the elusive peanut beast, which could only be found in select regions of the Amazon. Why the Amazon? That's a strange place for... That's where you <laughs> used to find the camels, which reminds me of a story back in 1692, where I participated in the War of Camels. You, uh, you can't remember. It was too long ago. It wasn't 1692. It was uh, 1754. Yeah, it was 1869. Anyway, I turned to my sergeant and I said, Search, why are there camels in the Amazon? And he said, Son, they're a deadly, deadly force when it comes to peanuts and cracker jacks. And I said, But, sir, what about Bazooka Joe? Yeah, okay, that's enough. I assume that Bazooka Joe was his brother. Um, yeah, so. (laughs) What what, um, what were we talking about? Rod of Orcus, what I'm going to do with it. Right. Um, 
It's the flavor of the rod of Orcus. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's why they give me four pills a day to keep that under control. <laughs> Dave can't handle it. No more Stop. rod jokes. Go no further. That's because Dave takes six pills a day. <laughs> He really likes the pink ones. I see him trying to steal them from my cup sometimes. <laughs>